Good evening, New York. You just heard from the new afternoon show and their Wednesday DJ MC. Thank you for tuning in now into the rundown on WNYU 89.1 FM here in New York City and online everywhere at WNYU.org. I'm your host, Aria Young. Today is Wednesday, December 7th, and we have a fairly short episode today, but uh, I hope you enjoy it. We have a piece about the protests that have been happening in China and here in New York City against the country's brutal COVID policies. And after that, I have some updates for you about the compromised sanitary conditions at the Starbucks Roastery in Chelsea. So without further ado, our first story today is from reporter Ruby Rowan. Last week, protests against China's restrictive COVID-19 lockdown measures have boiled over multiple cities in China. In New York and across the world, people are showing up to support the Chinese protesters as well. This past Sunday, activists and locals gathered in Washington Square Park to rally against Uyghur genocide and zero COVID policy in China. Ruby Roan has the story. For 89.1 FM, this is Ruby Roan. This is the sound of protesters chanting in Washington Square Park. On Sunday, December 4th, people came to rally against the inhumane conditions of China's treatment of Uyghur people. With the rise of COVID cases in Xinjiang, China, Uyghurs have been subject to unfair treatment from the Chinese Communist Party, a.k.a. the CCP. Although unjust treatment has been reported for years, this current movement started due to a fire located in the Urumqi capital of Xijiang, killing 10 in a Uyghur-majority neighborhood, which many argue was intentional. After the CCP refused to let families speak to their loved ones, other actions were required to call attention to the situation involving Uyghur people. Through these protests, the hashtag A4Revolution has been trending. The movement has been united through blank sheets of paper that represent the four demands of the revolution, listed as allowing public mourning in China, ending brutal lockdowns, releasing human rights defenders, and protecting people's constitutional rights. I spoke with an anonymous protester who informed me of the outcomes from the protests that they would like to see implemented in China. Asking for China to allow public vigils because right now people cannot demonstrate in China publicly um, and they can't mourn those lost lives publicly in China and also for the government to end brutal lockdowns so no more zero COVID policy and we ask them to release the protesters that they have to oh. yeah and we ask them to release the protesters that they have detained so far and to protect human rights overall in China and to really. Um, create a new civil uh, society, a civil environment where everybody feels dis- uh, respected and not um, oppressed under a tyrannic uh, government. When asked if they had a personal connection to the current situation happening overseas, they mentioned that they had family in China. Uh, you know, like I said, they were confined indoors for three months straight. Um, fortunately, you know, my family had enough food and they didn't have, we, we, we don't have like, um, illness, chronic illnesses in the family. So there was no like medical emergencies, but if there was, I feel like they would have had a difficult time going to the doctor. You know, my grandma, uh, is fairly old and, uh, you know, I am scared that, you know, if something ever happens to her, she might not be able to get to the hospital in time. From another perspective, I spoke with Amal Alterb, one of the protest organizers. 
I asked her the same question in regard to the results she wants to see from the CCP. As one of the Uyghur uh, organizers, our demands are simple. End the Uyghur genocide. Close the concentration camps. Free Uyghurs and free East Turkestan. East Turkestan was occupied just like Tibet, just like uh, Inner Mongolia, just like Taiwan. So uh, a lot of people don't really know about the Uyghurs and what's happening to them. Um, so this is really powerful to have people from different groups and to have mainland Chinese students and people support the Uyghurs and listen, listen for the first time. Although Amal has no familial connection to the happenings in China, she explains her role as an ally and a friend to all the Uyghurs suffering. Well, I myself, I'm Yemeni American, I'm not Uyghur, and I've intentionally wanted to be uh, to be on the front lines so that my Uyghur uh, people and, and uh, the community don't need to risk their lives or like risk uh, the fam- their families being persecuted even more as a reaction um, of their activism. Um, but it is definitely a risk. I don't know if I'll ever <laughs> be able to go to China or, you know, if my social media accounts will be hacked or whatnot. But in comparison with Uyghurs fighting for their lives, uh, surviving this genocide, being in prison and camps, uh, that's a risk that I'm willing to take. The protesters hope their demands will be met and hope to reunite with their loved ones soon. This has been Ruby Roan for WNYU 89.1 FM. Thank you, Ruby, for the story. Next up, you might remember our coverage from last month when the workers at the Starbucks Reserve Roastery were striking because of the unsafe working conditions at their store. At the time, the unionized workers complained about bedbugs being found in their break area and mold in their ice machine. So now there's been an update to the story. So food safety inspectors with the State Department of Agriculture and Markets found live meal moths, dead meal moths, and dead meal moth larvae in the coffee bean storage area. Uh, The Starbucks store is the only flagship roastery in New York City, and it's located on 9th Avenue in the Meatpacking District. On the same day, they also confirmed the workers' complaints about mold-like residues in the kitchen ice machine. In a report detained by the city last month, inspectors also identified other general deficiencies, for example, quote, moderate buildup of old food residues, end quote, like the Manchesterer and the cappuccino nozzle and exposed roasted coffee beans in the retail area. The report described the conditions as unsanitary deficiencies that must be corrected without delay. Andrew- protocols to ensure the health and safety of their partners and customers, end quote. On the other hand, spokesperson of the union, Leanne Tory Murphy, said that workers, quote, workers should not need to go on strike for nearly a month over issues that should have already been dealt with by management to remain in compliance with basic health codes, end quote. If you would like to know more about this, you can find the story titled, It's a Moth Pit! Food safety inspectors found moths in coffee storage area at Manhattan Starbucks Reserve Roastery. Written by Claudia Irizari Aponte on The City. 
So there you have it. That's our show today. If you liked what you heard, want to hear something different, or if you want to submit a tip for a story, you can email me at associatenews at wnyu.org. Don't forget that if you missed our episode, you can find us, WNYU The Rundown, on Spotify, Anchor, and SoundCloud. Next up, we have podcast episodes from Neurodegeneration series and more. So stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy the show today. I will be here next Wednesday, 7 p.m., to bring you more local alternative news. I hope you have a fun rest of the week. I'm Aria Young, and this has been The Rundown on WNYU 89.1 FM.